Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The World Champion Dodgers have some World Champion podcasts. Don't miss a chance to catch up on Dodger Talk by podcasting it on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Dodger Talk for new episodes every weekday and after each game. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. We continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on am570la Sports, the big Friday show. Just two hours today. That's how much we don't care. <laughs> We're only working two hours. You know, Fridays we, we do throw caution to the wind. We really don't care. But today we care so little that we're working only two hours. And Rodney, they're going to have to take that from us. Yes, they are, Fred. Yes, they are. Take it and like it. <laughs> they're going to take it and they're going to like it. Uh, later this hour, Vinny Bonsignor jumps on. We'll get more into the NFL draft. Hour one, we talk Lakers and we also talk Dodgers. Uh, but now, got to get ready for the weekend. It's going to be nice. Oh, uh, yeah. People will be down at the beach. As, as this individual would say, it's going to be very zen. Zen. I like Zen. And why can't we all come together and experience that Zen, Rodney? For that, we must bring on Vic the Brick. Oh, yeah. Well, the Daily Haiku at 2, which today is at 104. And Vic, good afternoon. Now, good afternoon, Fred. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. Congratulations on a Trojan being selected by my New York yes. Jets in the first round. The Jets. Yes, congratulations. And, 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 and congratulations to Fred to letting it marinate a little bit today on a Friday. Yes, absolutely. He doesn't care. It's the yeah. Big Friday show. Yeah. That's good patience, Fred. Thank you, Vic. He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Please put your hands together and show the love for Dr. Kevin Figures. King Flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still, still holding the moniker of doctor. 
just because he told you not to be worried <laughs> to get your vaccination shot. Well, I, I've been monitoring my uh, my post shot conditions with Doctor Figures, and he's giving me a lot of a lot of tranquility because I'm still a little woozy. In fact, I'm changing uh, my name. I'm, I'm actually altering my name. Oh God! To Little Woozy, <laughs> and I, I want to drop some verse with Little Yachty. <laughs> a nice single with Little Yachty. Vic, nice. Vic, you, nice. Vic, you had the vaccination. What last week? Uh, uh, Yuko and I got our first shots Tuesday. Tuesday. It Pfizer. Is, it is Friday. You're fine. I'm a little woozy. Fred, I, I, I have a, uh, <laughs> a heavy compromised immune system. I understand. I'm, you know, everyone's different. I'm not going to say you should have no, you should have no um, problems after the shot. You know, there will be a sore arm. Yes. And you. you there may be a variety of conditions depending on your body. Everybody right. is unique. That's right. So that's it. You know, I have my body. You have your body. And everybody's got their body. Everybody must get stoned. And Thank rock you, your man. body. <laughs> Thank you, Kawhi. When is Kawhi coming back? But I know, I know Brian might be back tonight. Right. How about uh, Kawhi? What's up with Kawhi? Yeah, is that, it's becoming concerned. Kawhi, yeah. right? We're forgetting Kawhi. Well, he just has to get back for the playoffs. Really? He'll be, he'll be, really? Yeah, he'll be ready. <laughs> really, that's right. Brent, that's your, that's yeah. your that's synopsis. A, well, right. What does it matter for them? That They're makes fine. Sense. They're fine. What does it matter? <laughs> Lakers need help. LeBron's got to get back. Clippers are fine. Yeah, Clipper, Clippers are solid. Yeah. It's the Lakers, you know, dropping, uh, you know, down the rabbit hole with Alice in Wonderland. Well, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mad Hatter. Yeah, they they got to you know drink some tea with uh, with the Mad Hatter and you know, yeah. get their tuckuses out of uh, that sixth slot because you don't want to face the Clippers in the first round. Number one, oh. that's a dangerous dangerous matchup. Braun or no Braun? Right. And the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours. Hey now, it's Ronnie Fascio. A VTB feeling you. I'm feeling you. The NFL draft. I'm a draft, Nick. What fun! Kings of Leon to me. That they could they could have put him in some Cleveland, uh, you know, bar. I didn't need Kings of Leon to open my NFL draft. But that's okay. Entertainment for the people. You're not a, you're not a Kings of Leon fan. I like Kings of Leon, but not in this situation. Oh, okay. I think all the fans wanted to get you know to the first pick. I think they wanted to get to Trevor Lawrence, get that over with, and start you know start the uh, festivities. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was number one three years ago. I mean, this was a uh, such a no-brainer with Trevor Lawrence. Let's get the draft going. I don't know. I don't need Kings of Leon. Although I know Black Pumas are also going to play. All right. Nice. Love some Black Pumas. Black Pumas, man, out of Austin, Texas. And Machine Gun Kelly's going to play. Yes, yes. But my heart goes out to this Pittsburgh Steelers number one draft pick. I don't know if you guys were moved by this. I know I was, you know, brought to tears. You know, Rajay Harris. Is that correct? Najee Harris. Najee yeah. Harris. Yeah. yeah. From Najee Harris out of Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Najee, you know, a very rough uh, childhood. Yeah. Went back. 
to his homeless shelter and provided all the homeless people where he and his family lived for a while, you know, for a, with a draft party. But went back you know, to his his roots. And to me, I was brought to tears. I was so beautiful. Yeah. So I think the Steelers really got a high character guy in Harris and an underrated running back. I think he he blew everyone away at Alabama. I mean, the dude, the dude could run. I, I think he was the best running back in the country. I know a lot of people like ATN and Clemson and all this. No, I liked Harris, man. But that's just me. But what what character? Yeah. What a, what content of character? Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great touch. Right? Yeah. Have the Rams uh, made a pick yet? No. Have they, have they plucked a young blood out of paradise? Malibu, 90623. Well, Vic, they're not drafting somebody that played in Malibu. They're in Malibu. So they're not going to pluck somebody out of Malibu. But the actual... <laughs> Ram draft will be in Malibu. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they haven't picked. The Chargers took the uh, the offensive lineman from Northwestern, Slater. Yeah, Slater. Slater. Yeah. That's a great pick. Yeah. I think so, too. Great pick because the offensive line for the Bolts has been a mess for the last five, six years. They keep picking guys and they never pan out. Well, when you have Justin Herbert now, who was one of the top young quarterbacks in the game, you want to make sure you protect him because he's the future. Exactly. They got the, the Green Bay Packers center. And they got they got Slater. I like the I, I like how the O-line for the Bolts is shaping up. But the Raider pick, Plate Negro fans, that was a grope. Why? Just because they took him where they took him? He was a third-round pick. According to everybody else, who says Sources. the Raiders don't think he's a better pick than that. But they don't need help in the O-line. You they cannot... need defensive help. Well, that's true. But you can always right? use help on the offensive line, Vic. They need an edge rusher. They put no pressure on the quarterback. It's all about pressure. You know that, people. It's all about pressure in the NFL. Fly it. Rodney, you know you're in the, play, you're in the pocket for 16 yes. years. Yeah. I get him in the first when you can get him in the third. Exactly. You didn't have to take what's his leather what's his leather booty? What's his name? <laughs> not leather, leather booty. Not leather booty. Leather booty. Leather booty. Leather booty. Who is this guy? Uh, I'm going, booty. What are you doing? I don't know what you were watching last night, Vic, Leather but, booty. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, come on, Raiders. You need edge help. You need pressure. Good God, call Rodney Pete. <laughs> yeah, you just ask him with the lay of the land. <laughs> they wanted to grab the booty, Vic, according to you. Well, they got Love the booty. booty. Yeah. They got some booty. Yeah. Viva Las Vegas. By the way, I am so addicted. To porn stars. Do you guys watch that show? What, what do you? Oh God! Fred. <laughs> well, okay, now Vegas. the leather booty makes pawn. all the sense in the world. Now, pawn, pawn, Fred, not porn. He said pawn. Oh. Pawn. 
Ah, I heard the same thing Fred did too. And so did Ronnie. So it's not just Fred this time, Ronnie. Okay. We, all, we all heard the same thing. I thought Vic really had the bamboo working there for yeah, a second. Pawn. No. P-A-W-N. Pawn. Vic, why did show. you Vic, why did you say porn stars if you meant <laughs> pawn stars? That's my Brooklyn accent. Say it again. Shining through porn stars. It, it sounds like porn. It's a, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, where in the world does this come from out of the clear? Hey, Coming off like, the leather booty, it all made sense. Yeah, you guys like porn stars? Well, okay, Vic. And you know, I, I took uh, actually I took diction yeah. lessons. Jimmy G on that show? I, I, I took dic I took diction <laughs> lessons. Star and roll. You in low in New York when I was young. You did not take diction lessons. I did. Then what happened? I said, "Why are you destroying my natural accent?" And I left after a couple classes. <laughs> they said, "We got you. Got to sound like you're from Nebraska if you want to work in this business." Vic, you know who you sound like to me. Not many what? people. Marty Glickman. Oh, thank you. Glickman. Marty, Marty Glickman. Glickman. Yeah. Oh, Glickman, man. Classic New York broadcaster. Yeah. New York football giants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marty Glickman was classic. Yeah. But speaking of classic, I have a wonderful haiku by Basho. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on, Rodney. Oh, yeah. Basho. Basho. Uh, can't go wrong with a Basho on a Friday. I am lifting Basho because of the Dodgers situation. They need all the haiku help they can get. We've got three more games in Milwaukee, and they're going to win each of the three. You heard it here first. Okay. Yesterday was a blip, an aberration. What about the ones leading up to that? You mean when dropping seven of ten? Yeah. Aberration. Okay. Situational hitting. This haiku for you on this Friday, April the 30th, from Basho. B-A-S-H-O. Into my gate of brushwood sticks, the wind sweeps tea leaves. And situational hitting. Feeling you. Oh, my you. God. Vic. <laughs> my God. Yeah. Come on, Vic. Anything goes, man. You know, I know David Vassay is very relaxed over this. What's going on with the Dodgers? I'm not. I I I I, I need a little desperation. You know, as an avid Dodger fan, of course, as we all are. I mean, I want to. I, I am pulling at all the stops. I will stop at nothing in Milwaukee. No, we 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 know Vic, but it was such a nice night too. It really was. Tea leaves. Situational Tea leaves. hitting. Situational hitting. Yeah. It was such a nice haiku until you you had to go there. I did. <laughs> I'm just sending the vibes over to Milwaukee. Five o'clock first pitch, AM five seventy LA Sports. <laughs> Who's so pitching Bosch, for us? Is this Bosch a was a big day? fan of uh, situational yeah. hitting, is that what we were saying? Basho? He was a big Bosch fan of situational hitting. He understands situational hitting, Basho. So yeah. you, it's like Vasay says, you, you can't start scoring with two outs. It's not it's not happening. You know, it's nice to see Austin Barnes get a two out single last night to make it 2-1, but that's not going to win you games. That's not going to win you games. Uh, you you, hmm? you want to say anything to LeBron real quick before we get going? LeBron, we need you. Come back. All right. Okay, keep it short. Good. That was enough for LeBron. I thought you were going <laughs> to go off. I wasn't. No, enough. You know, just come Talking back. Talking about porn the, stars again. I didn't know what you were going to do. Funny show. I'm in love. This, this guy, Chumley. Have you heard? Have you, have you seen the show? Oh, God. Oh, the family. 
It's a old good show. Man, old Man. Oh, it's a great show. Yeah. And, you know, people come in there with, like, coins from the 1700s. Oh, yeah. And Rick, who's the owner of the shop, obviously has incredible knowledge. And he says, he goes through a whole a litany of the history of the coin and the historical perspective of the coin. He's, a, he's like a genius. It's uh, You learn so much about, you but, know, stuff. Yeah, and the people that try to get get over on them, they they just they know it from the moment the people start opening their mouths trying to get oh, over on them. Exactly, Rodney. Yeah, and the funny. bargaining, the bargaining yes. is great. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm asking. I hope to get about ten thousand dollars, you know, for this piece of crap. And Rick says, <laughs> "Well, ten thousand, it's a little little rich, you know. I don't, not not in, not here, but you know, I'll give you five hundred. <laughs> and then it begins, you know. Then the then the yeah. whole ritual begins. It's great. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. <laughs> I'll give you 500. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stop no matter how hard I tried. Tried. He kept going. Mid All sentence. right. Roger by Jacob and Ronnie. Accident. Boring to be. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Edwin Usita, by the way, Vic, to answer your question, you were asking who's starting for the Dodgers tonight. Yeah. Edwin Usita is his name. They just called oh. him up. He replaced Bruzdar Gradual, who was placed on the injured list, as Vasse told us earlier in the show. So Usita will be the starting pitcher in today's bullpen game for the Dodgers. They have not specified how long they can expect him to go. Also, Mookie Betts not in today's lineup Ooh. against Milwaukee. Pre-games at 4, first pitch at 5-10. Edwin Usita, you got a scouting report on him there, uh, Vic? What do you got, Vic? Usita. N- not much on Edwin. Is he uh, do- what was he? Where was he? I mean, I, I never. I don't think he's pitched for the Dodgers. He before. was on their taxi. He's been on their taxi squad so far this year, Vic. Well, he must be. He must be solid. They wouldn't give him the responsibility of starting a game. That's almost a. Of course, it's not a must-win. We're in April. We're still in late April. Mm-hmm. But Ed, uh, good, good luck to Osita. Uh, uh, hopefully, he pitches three, four nice innings. Now, we were talking about the NFL draft and all the drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers. That story broke during a show yesterday, and it kind of dominated a lot of the coverage last night during the draft, and that set some people set some people off, namely Joe Horn, former New Orleans Saints receiver, had a great career. His son, J.C., was drafted by the Carolina Panthers with the eighth pick, and Joe Horn was upset, saying, you guys are spending all this time talking about Aaron Rodgers and where he may go. You're not talking about these kids who have waited their entire life for this moment and it's being overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers. You're not giving enough attention to kids, like my son in particular, uh, when it comes to this being a giant moment in their careers. Do we think that Aaron Rodgers stole some of the spotlight away from the kids last night, Fred? Yeah, absolutely, because when you're doing a TV show, you want to talk about what's interesting to hold people. That's just the bottom line. And I mean, as a dad, you want your son to get his due. As a parent, you want your kids to get their due. They've worked their whole life for something. Yeah, you want them acknowledged. But, you know, it's the sad, sad state. Sorry, I got a bigger name on the other line. And that just happened to him. He got Rogers. He got Aaron. He got Aaron. And and that's going to happen. Yeah, I I get what Joe Horn is saying. It's my son. Give him his due. Yeah, Yeah, it's moment. One, you know, wanting everybody to talk about it. Just stop for a minute and appreciate the pick that's happening. You know, maybe on some other times, other breaks, you can keep talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. But I get it. Yeah, these kids have been waiting forever. It's a special thing to hear your name called and and then uh, to show shots of your family and talk about your background. I mean, 
you know, just like we, we, we learned about Najee Harris. I mean, that that was a great deal to learn about these kids and, and let the kids have the moment there. Um, but, you know, it is business, it is sports, and it is, you know, you, you know, play the hits. And if it's something that everybody's talking about, it's hard not to talk about it. But there's a way to finesse it and still keep the, uh, the, the kids, the focus on the kids. I got a little mention last night. I don't know if you guys heard that. No, I didn't they hear were talking. Yeah, no. they were talking about Trevor Lawrence and... and People were trying to knock him a little bit because he, you know, won the, won the national title as a freshman, but then got got beat by Alabama, then got beat by uh, by Justin Fields in Ohio State. And uh, Mel Kuyper was saying, you know, you know, teams win. It's not the quarterback doesn't play the other quarterback. The teams play the because they were talking about who's, you know, where Justin Fields was going to go and Trevor Lawrence and all that. And he was saying teams beat teams, not quarterbacks don't play quarterbacks. You know, did it matter? Because Peyton Manning never beat Florida when he was at Tennessee. It didn't matter for him going number one. And and Troy Aikman never beat Rodney Pete at USC. And it didn't matter for him going number one. So I got a little shout out. And maybe they're mad at me for taking away from uh, from some of the kids too, Freddie. <laughs> oh, right on, Rodney Pete. Yeah, yeah. Well done, well done. Yeah, a little shout. That's a great Still fact- relevant. That's a great factoid. Yeah, there with, you go. With you, with you and Troy Aikman. Right on. Great factoid. Yeah, I'm with Horn, man. Because this story is a year old with uh, with Rogers. I mean, Jordan Love, that's when Aaron got pissed off. And you can't blame him. why they take Jordan Love, yeah. a reserve quarterback that's not going to play at all, maybe, for, for any team, instead of an offensive weapon for Aaron or an offensive lineman for Aaron? He's been pissed off for a year. This story is a year old. Every reporter blew it, except for Schefter, or Schechter, or whatever his name is. He's a wonderful reporter, but he well, was the only one who reported it. Everyone, right. everyone, everyone, you know, blew it off. But that's a year old, that story. I, I remember Rodney bringing this up months and months and months ago. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers is pissed off at Green Bay. That's not a story. He wants out. He wants Jeopardy. Well, you guys are all fathers, so maybe some uh, some advice here. If your son was in a particular situation where he can still chase his dream or you tell him to kind of kind of divert a little bit and go into a different direction. I say this because Tim Tebow back in the news worked out as a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, their head coach uh, or the general manager, excuse me, Trent Baalke, said that, yes, he's been working out at tight end. That's the position he will play if we end up signing him. Tebow is 33 years old, hasn't played in the NFL since 2012, just retired from playing minor league baseball with the New York Mets last year. Uh, at a certain point, I guess you say, when are you being realistic and say, look, this isn't working out for you. You're having a great job doing analyst work on the SEC network. Continue doing that. Or what part of you do you say, continue chasing your dream if somebody's willing to give you an opportunity to try to crack back into the NFL, Fred? Two things. First thing. When he came out of college originally, people said he should be a tight end. They did. Right? Yep. Tight end yep. or fullback. Yeah. So now he's where he's supposed to be. Other side of it is this. I would tell any of my kids, you go for it as long as you can. If they want to give you a chance and you can compete and have that opportunity, you do it. There's no reason to take off the jersey. You know, and it doesn't matter. Uh, people listening right now, you may have competed at some level throughout your life. Few are professionals, some collegiate more high school, I don't care if it's a middle school, but you know there's a point in time where you're gonna take off your jersey. Rodney went through it as a pro athlete. Now it comes a lot sooner for most people. Why would you take off that jersey if you didn't have to? Why would you give up if you could still go on? I say follow your dream, pursue your dream, and don't stop. Because the last time you take off your jersey, 
is the last time. Why not make it last as long as you can, if you can, Rodney? I agree. Go chase it. You know, and we know anything about Tim Tebow. He doesn't care what people think. He's going to do him, and I like that about him. And look, you're you're absolutely right, Fred. If you you can't do this at 43, you're not going to be able to do this at 53. So if he's 33 now, and there's an opportunity that presented itself when you have your former college coach is now the head coach of Jacksonville, and they're good friends and they know each other really well, and giving you a shot. Not to say you you know you want a freebie. All you want is a shot. And you know, and I know they're not going to you know give it to him, but he's got to earn it. Why not take that opportunity? Why not? Why not? Maybe that's something that that you realize while you haven't been playing that this is what you should have been doing from the start is, is trying to focus on playing tight end. And now it's presented itself. You never know when those moments come in life. And this is one that he can take advantage of and good for him. And, and I hope it works out for him. Cue up Steve Perry and Journey. <laughs> Keep on believing. How multi-skilled is Tim Tebow? Remember, he played for the Mets in their highest uh, minor league organization. He almost made the Mets as a as a as a member of the team. He won playoff games, and to be a tight end, I'm sure he could still be a tight end. He he has a, a an amazing skill set. So you go, Tebow, you go. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. When we come back, let's bring in our NFL insider. You know him, Vinny Bonsignor. Let's dig more into the draft. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Friday. We don't care. A lot going on. Beautiful day in L.A. Beautiful weekend coming up. I love it. Everything about it, Fred. Smile and be happy. It's Friday. Indeed. And, you know, Kevin, I just realized something. We're giving something away this hour, aren't we? Sure. I'm going to hurry up. Yeah. All right. Stay with us. Before we get off the air at 2, we've got something for you. Now let's bring out our NFL insider, friend of the show, and uh, five-time NASCAR champ. It's our good buddy, Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. What a crazy night last night, Fred. Okay. Well, first of all, before we get into what happened, do you think it lived up to the hype? No doubt about it. Uh, I was on pins and needles, and I don't even cover the 49ers on who they were going to draft. And, and, you know, it seemed like everything was pointing toward Mac Jones. Didn't make a whole lot of sense, but uh, it sure seemed like that's where it was headed. And, um, you know, Justin Fields was still there. Everyone thought that he might have been the second or third best quarterback in the draft. So, uh, trying to sort through all that and then for Trey Lance uh, to seemingly make a late run uh, to secure that spot. Or if you believe, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, he was the guy all along. So uh, there was a lot of gamesmanship, a lot of suspense, a lot of surprises. Uh, it, that part of it definitely lived up to the hype. Then where Justin Fields was going to fall lived up to the hype for the, Bol- the Bears to make a bold move and, and move all the way up uh, to, to, you know, from from where they were in the first round 
to get him. It was a it was a good step last night. Good theater. Okay, well, we'll start with the 49ers then and uh, their selection of Trey Lance. Were they just sending out a smoke screen the whole time? Because I would say 95% of the people thought it was going to be Mac Jones. I don't know, because when, when people say smoke screen, the question is for what? They had the third pick. There was nobody ahead of them that was going to trade. They weren't really trying to uh, you know, force somebody to come up to trade with them because they had been the one that traded I don't think that it, there was a smokescreen. I just I don't think that they necessarily talked to anybody in the media. I think they kept a, a tight, tight lid on it. And I think there was just a lot of speculation, maybe some people, you know, connecting some dots or thinking along the lines of what the 49ers were thinking. And then all of a sudden, the Mac Jones thing kind of grew like wildfire. But from the 49ers perspective, at least people that I talked to, there was no indication from their side that Mac Jones was the guy. It was almost like, a, a media sensation or a media creation. All right. So they told Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not going anywhere, which means he'll sit there a year and play, try to help Trey Lance get ready or get moved out if he doesn't play well. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you, you know, you, you handle this just like uh, Alex Smith handled it with the uh, chiefs a few years ago. You'd, you'd play your best. You'd be a professional about it because honestly, at this point, Jimmy Garoppolo is auditioning for another team. There's going to be a team, especially if Jimmy stays healthy this year and plays well, which is is very you know possible. That's a good team. They've got a good defense. There's a chance that if he's healthy, they're going to go pretty far in the playoffs as they did just the year before last, uh, going to the Super Bowl. So he could really put himself in a good position to uh, you know to to earn another chance somewhere and maybe you know a, a, a payday as well. Uh, and all the while, Trey Lance is developing behind the scenes. All right, and then what do you think of the Bears trading up? I thought it was great. I, I, they had to do it. There's no way, um, you know, they, they made a run at Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that, you know, after that didn't happen, uh, they obviously signed uh, Andy Dalton, and that was the direction that they were going to go in. But there's no way that Andy Dalton uh, is their quarterback in the future. He might not even be the quarterback in their present after what they did. And I believe Justin Fields just needs to get on the field early as possible uh, and start becoming an NFL quarterback. So they had to go get a quarterback. Obviously, I mean, this is so ironic because they're the team that completely botched the Mitchell Trubisky, uh, you know, selection, passing on Patrick Mahomes, passing on Deshaun Watson. They were not going to let that happen again, even if they had to move a couple of mountains in order to make sure that didn't happen. And that's exactly what they did. Give them a lot of credit. Um, It'll be interesting to see uh, uh, Justin Fields in that offense because, remember, Nagy coached Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, he knows the type of player that he's getting, the type of offense that he that, that he functions in. Uh, it should be exciting times with the Bears. Uh, okay. Now the Chargers grabbed... Uh, Rashawn Slater. Yeah, the, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. I thought that was a very good pick. What do you think? They really, uh, you know, uh, hit the jackpot uh, on that pick. Because of all that quarterback stuff going on and... Uh, you know, and some 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 teams ahead of him moving up, moving down, um, all of that. A great player, uh, arguably the second best tackle in this draft. And if you talk to some people, he was the best tackle uh, in this draft. Fell to the Chargers, who, oh by the way, had a huge need at that position. So it was a com- it was the it was a perfect marriage of a team that needed a tackle and the best tackle being there. Uh, for them at that draft selection. And I don't think if, you know, I I can go back and look at all the mocks. 
but there are there weren't many mocks out there that that felt like the Chargers were going to have access to that caliber of player at that point. There were other good tackles in this draft, uh, but he was kind of a cut above most of the others. So so they got uh, really lucky in that regard. And and now their young quarterback has a cornerstone left tackle to uh, protect his backside. Uh, as for the Raiders, I don't know. Since uh, Gruden has been there, you know, people say, God, you pick these guys too early. You don't need to pick them when you pick them. What do you think of the Raiders? Yeah, it was definitely um, a reach if you if you believe you know uh, you know the, the the media mocks out there and things like that. Uh, but I but I will say this: after talking to Mike Mayock, uh, there was kind of unanimous unanimous support for Alex Leatherwood going back to early in the process. And and the guy that was really leading the charge on this was their offensive line coach Tom Cable, who has league wide respect. So. Uh, you know, according to Mayock, uh, Tom Cable was pounding the, the table for him early, often, and consistently throughout this process. And as it, as the whole process evolved um, from the scouts to the coaching staff, there was, uh, you know, a good deal of uh, unanimous feeling about him. Now, having said that, I don't necessarily think he was their top tackle that was on the board. Uh, I almost, you know, my, my, my gut feeling is that, you know, aside from Slater, who I don't think they thought that there was any chance that they were going to get, I think they really liked Elijah Vera Tucker uh, from USC, but he kind of surprisingly went to the Jets a little bit earlier. So, um, you know, there's Leatherwood, who, who at, at that point was probably their second favorite guy, uh, and they weren't going to trade down and risk losing him uh, or, or, you know, bypass him at that point. So I think Vera Tucker might have been the guy, but... Leatherwood was right behind Vera Tucker. Betty Bonsignor with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. As you looked through the first round, Vinny, what else surprised you? Boy, um, I'm Mac Jones falling to the Patriots. Uh, you know, you, you just oh, maybe only maybe because it's it's Bill Belichick and you know, everyone has their guard up when it comes to Bill Belichick. It just seems like everything that he touches to kind of turns to gold, kind of like Nick Saban. Uh, who knew Mac Jones this time last year, right? Um, nobody. But Nick Saban knew what he had in him. And now his buddy, his, one of his protégés, or, or excuse me, he's Bill Belichick's protégé, all of a sudden now the, 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 the NFL version of Nick Saban gets Mac Jones, and you wonder 10 years down the line how this is all going to sort out and who's going to look like the genius uh, or not. I just feel like Mac Jones in that system with that coaching, that culture, uh, he's probably the perfect fit. And it'll be interesting five years down the, down the line to see if uh, it was the Patriots who were, as usual, a little bit shrewder than everybody else. Yeah, because the way they talk about Mac Jones, really, he's Tom Brady. I know, I know exactly. And, you know, we get all enamored, and rightfully so, uh, with, with guys that bring, you know, all different kinds of tools to the toolbox. Uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes is definitely – uh, you know, created that kind of a mold, um, and he's fantastic, obviously. But meanwhile, Tom Brady just keeps winning Super Bowls, doing what he does. And Mac Jones is kind of, a, like you said, a Tom Brady sort of guy, and that fits perfectly for what for what they do in in New England. And it's not going to take him long to get that thing figured out. He's, by all accounts, kind of a whiz and and somebody that also isn't afraid to compete. I mean, I, I give Mac Jones a lot of credit. You think about all the quarterbacks that were there at Alabama on the on the depth chart when he got there, and so many guys nowadays, Justin Fields included, and I'm not passing any judgment, he left Georgia 
to go to Ohio State because there was an incumbent there at Georgia. Mac Jones battled and battled and battled and stayed patient and, and learned and developed. Uh, and when his chance came, seized it. He didn't run away. He wasn't going to, he could have gone to any, probably any other, you know, team in the country and, and, you know, been a starting candidate, but he decided to stay and compete and honor his commitment. And it obviously all worked out for him kind of in the nick of time. You know, he finally got his chance last year and look what he did with it. Yeah. And you know, you just look at Belichick and go, if that really works, wow. How in the <laughs> world was he able to pull that off? It, just sitting there, you didn't have to trade up or anything like that. Everyone else is move, maneuvering around, you know, uh, making trades, trying to move up. The Niners, you know, moved mountains to go where they went. The the Bears obviously gave up next year's number one pick. They're, they're picked this year. Uh, and, and another draft pick uh, to move up from, where were they, 20 to, to 10. Um, you know, it, it was it was all these teams making all these moves, giving up a lot of assets. And Bill Belichick was just sitting there, arms folded in his draft room, saying, we're good. We we feel like this is going to work out perfectly. I don't, I'm not moving an inch. I'm not giving anybody anything uh, for for to get arguably the second or third best quarterback uh, in this draft. And ten years down the line, who knows what order we're going to put these guys in? Uh, anything else catch your eye in the first round? And I'll ask this: Who got Im- immeasurably stronger after the first round? Well, um, I, I I really like what the bears did. Um, if, if Justin Fields is what everybody believes he is, you've got pretty much everything in place in Chicago. You still have a great defense. Yeah. I got a strong running game. Um, you know, now you have a, 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 the kind of quarterback to run that kind of an offense. Uh, if he's ready to go, then, and then look, let's, 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 you know, uh, take it a step further. What if the, if the, if the Packers are pushing such a corner that they have to trade Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you start looking at that division now and the quarterbacks in that division, you know, Jared Goff, hoping that, you know, everything works out for him in Detroit, but it's, that's a, a long rebuild that's going on with the lions. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are kind of always going to be who they are. The Packers, if they have to trade Rodgers, take a major step back. We don't know what Jordan love is all about. All of a sudden, you know, if, 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 if fields can just uh, be adequate, even early in his career with everything that's around him, uh, he, they've got a chance to be pretty special. You know, and you talk about Aaron Rodgers. I was going to save that for last, but let's get to it. What <laughs> yeah. is going on there? I mean, that that was planted by Aaron Rodgers. That wasn't no. the Packers. That was Aaron Rodgers. I want out of here. Yeah, no question about it. He's been pushing all of the um, uh, leverage buttons throughout this offseason. Uh, and it kind of, he, he finally pushed, pushed DEFCON 1 yesterday, uh, and it absolutely came from his people. He wants out and whatever, you know, clarity he's been seeking over these last few months, talking to the Packers, going to Green Bay to talk to them. They've met him uh, out in California to try to get this thing rectified, whether it was money and extension, you know, re- redo the contract. I think honestly, mostly Aaron Rodgers one is saying, what's up here? You know, you just drafted a guy. He's not going to sit for very much for much longer. What's the plan here? How much longer do I have here? And if I'm if, if it's inevitable that I'm going to go, which you don't draft a, a quarterback in the first round uh, without that plan, then give me a firm answer on when that's going to be. And if you can't give me that firm answer, and from the Packers' perspective, they're not going to give him a firm firm answer on that. They're not going to play. They don't know. So uh, if he's not getting that clarity, then he's saying, "Then get me out of here. I don't want to spend another second 
with that kind of uh, confusion and that kind of uncertainty. Send me someplace where I know I'm going to be for the next, you know, X number of years and not have to deal uh, with this. And, and, and rightfully so. You know, I think that at this stage of his career, there's very few guys uh, that have the power to march into the general manager and president's and really owner's office and say, what's up here? And if you're not getting what you want to hear, or if you're not hearing what you want to hear, there are very few guys, Aaron Rodgers is one of them, who can say, you know what, I don't like this anymore, get me out of here, and I'm going to go to every uh, source that I have in the media to make sure everybody understands this ain't working for me anymore, and I want out. Yeah, he wants out, and he wants to force something, but realistically, should they move him? Well, there's a lot of reasons right now why it doesn't make any sense right. whatsoever. If the Packers were to move him, first of all, you're losing Aaron Rodgers in and of itself. That's a devastating loss right there. I don't care how where Jordan Love is on the uh, on the development process. So just losing Aaron Rodgers is bad enough. If they were to trade him before June for June first, like today or tomorrow, then they're going to take a thirty-eight million dollar hard cap hit, which is a devastating cap hit. They're going to their savings would be negative uh, $1.5 million. So it's it's like it makes zero sense for the Packers to trade him right now. And even if they traded him in a post-June 1st trade, um, it, it's still going to cost them $16 million in a hard cap hit, They'll or $21 million in a hard cap hit. They'll save about $16 million, but then next year there's another $16 million cap hit. There's, there's a lot of financial reasons why it doesn't make sense. And I, I literally just got off the phone uh, with somebody uh, in the NFL kind of outlining what it might take. you got to also understand from who, whoever is trading for him, uh, the, 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 the kind of outline of a package that I heard was three number one picks, two of your younger players that are on rookie contracts right now, and probably two other draft picks. That's a lot to give up for a 37 year old uh, quarterback. And plus you're going to take, um, you know, you're going to have to fit him under your salary cap as well, whoever trades for him. So, um, you know, the, the Packers have some control here uh, and, and motivation not to trade him. And there's a lot of, you know, to, to go get him, it's going to cost a whole bunch for anybody else. Um, but ultimately Aaron Rodgers has control too, because he could just say, you know, what, he's, he's made more money than, you know, he, he's, he's fine. Money-wise, he could go walk off into the sunset and, and go, you know, host Jeopardy, it sounds like. So his his leverage is going to be, I'm not stepping foot back in Green Bay. So uh, make this work. Work it out. I don't care how much it's going to cost you money-wise, cap-wise, whatever. Um, you're not telling me what I want to hear. I want out, and I'm going to make that happen. So I'm not sh- it's, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon, or any deal won't be announced until June 1st or officially consummated until June 1st, but it'll be interesting to see how far he pushes this. Now, one thing to remember, Russell Wilson supposedly wanted out in Seattle. He's still in Seattle. Deshaun Watson obviously wanted out of Houston. Now, there's some other issues going on with Deshaun Watson, but he's still in Houston. So uh, you can you can talk the big game and, and you know push all the levers that you want, but ultimately, what these teams are going to say is, are you really going to sit out and not make the money that you're owed? We'll take it seriously when it gets to that point. When you don't show up for training camp or, or, or games, when you start getting paid and start really losing money, uh, that's when we'll know if you're just you know, uh, posturing, playing some poker, or dead set on really being out here. Yeah, but you really don't want a guy on your team that doesn't want to be there. No, that's, that's, that's for sure. And, and 
let's face it, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's pretty well known that he's uh, high maintenance to begin with. So, and that's on the best of days. So imagine high maintenance Aaron Rodgers and being surly and not wanting to be there on top of that. That doesn't make for a good situation whatsoever. All right. Well, we're glad you're not surly. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. I appreciate it. Likewise. All right, Vinny, take care. Thanks for coming on. All right, you too. Take care. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570. LA Sports. Appreciate Vinny joining the show. This is it. We're giving away the Burke Williams Mother's Day Spa Experience. Oh, yeah. 866-987-2570. What caller number, Rodney? Number eight. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Bogan and Rodney. Hey, Aaron and Costa Mesa, congratulations this Mother's Day. Say thank you for all that she does with the ultimate relaxing experience. Spa Day at Burke Williams. Exclusive Mother's Day packages come with a three-day spa pass and gift cards never expire. Visit burkewilliams.com slash Mother's Day for the perfect gift of gratitude. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Have a terrific weekend. You do the same, and Rodney, we'll go get him on Monday. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.